the Podfix Network. Well, there goes all the crab legs. Now they're all peppery. Well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today, a comedy podcast that takes a brief look at this week in history, news, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the show. I'm Tope. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I am fan-damn-tastic. It's good to be here. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. So, Adam, how great was it to have Derek Glasscock on the show? I mean, I think he's one of the funniest individuals that this earth has to offer. So I had a great time having him on here, and I hope that he's back again really, really soon. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I think we we've actually had... Uh, some really good guests on the show and it, it's gone even better than I'd hoped. And I, I think of this handful that we've already had, I think we'd probably like to have all of them back at some point. You know, I really hope so. Um, getting to meet Maddox and work with him for the first time was awesome. You know, that was really great. I mean, we've just had a slew and we have more good ones to come. So I hope that we have repeats of these guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then also uh, if we ever get back to normal, we, we have a list of folks that we're going to do, we're going to have on in person. Yeah, just let me know when you're coming to Austin. I'll coordinate my travel. Are you prepared to pull the pull the curtain back on this? Is that what you're doing? Are, you, are we doing this? <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure that I appropriately book my travel if you're coming to town. I feel like you need to be honest with the listener and explain what you mean by that. It's it. Listen, I promise you, the fact that I'm out of town every time that you're in town is 100% coincidental. <laughs> Okay, just so nobody missed that, <laughs> you leave town when I come to town. It's it's purely happenstance. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Like so I'm yeah. going to be there for the entire week of Thanksgiving. That would have given us the opportunity to record shows in person. You scheduled a trip for the entire week out of town. It's true. It's true. And we could have done it with masks and everything. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I would have done that. For sure. Sucks. What I remember is that I said, hey, I'm going to be in town for Thanksgiving. And you said, hey, I need to call you back because I've got to plan a trip out of town now. I didn't say it like that. It was more like, ooh, I need to call you back. So you could plan a trip to be out of town. I mean, I didn't say those words exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> the foundation of our show is crumbling. Let's just say that. <laughs> Listen, I really appreciate you coming to Austin to surprise me for when I moved here. All right, so uh, let's get the show started and look at the calendar special day so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. I'll get us started. Today, everyone is welcome to join us in celebrating National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. I might need to clean out my skeletons in my closet more than my refrigerator, but yeah, I'll do that. So do you do that? Do you regularly clean out your refrigerator? I do. I do. Do you really? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, when you do the grocery run, you take out all the old stuff and you put in all the new. I'd be interested to know from our listeners how many people regularly clean out their refrigerator. That's a good point. And like, what's the longest thing you've ever had in there? Back of the refrigerator item that's like, oh, I should probably throw that away. But now it's so far gone that I don't want to deal with the smell. Or now it's just a mascot. You just you can't get it's, you. Have, you have an emotional attachment to it. Right. Well, because you know, you're not going to use that Tupperware again. That thing's going to the garbage. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, on tomorrow is National Button Day, and I think that should be uh, National Large Button on Butt Flap Pajama Day. 
<laughs> just, two, just the two big buttons, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're classic. All right, well, Tuesday... Ooh, I actually really like this. Tuesday is National Baklava Day. Do you like Mediterranean or Greek food? So I don't typically eat a lot of it. Um, I always enjoy it. I always very much appreciate the craft, and I appreciate the difficulty of making and eating baklava. Um, There is a lot of the baklava that I very much like. What about you? I love Mediterranean, Greek, Lebanese. I, I love food from that region. It's really, really good. What's your favorite? I don't know what my favorite is because usually when I have it, I go to a buffet-style place. Well, there was a Greek place that I, I used to work. It used to be right across my old job, and there was a souvlaki sub or whatever. It was like, like basically a steak gyro. That sounds amazing. Oh, God, it was so good. And it was very affordable, so it was even better. Well, you know, Wednesday is National Tof is Off the Hook Day. And we all know this is in reference to, you know, weaning yourself off your um, addiction to Hook the movie with Robin Williams. That's exactly right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. it's taken me 25 years and right. it's been a long and painful journey, but I I haven't, I'll bet I haven't seen the movie Hook in seven months. Wow. Yeah. I've gone Clean. seven months without watching Hook. Wow, dude. I... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm so proud of you, dude. I mean, I know you know even throughout our friendship, which it, it it caused a lot of problems in our friendship in the early days. But I, man, that's really great to hear. Well, yeah, because every time we got together, I was like, uh, if we're going to spend time together, we have to watch the movie Hook. Yeah, and I was like, no, man, I love that movie. Let's just watch something different. And then you were like, I will beat you down. Or I would say we can watch that other thing only if we watch Hook first. Right. Yeah. So like, hey, don't we? Should we do the podcast? And you're like. I mean, we can, but we have to watch Hook first. Right. So the listeners don't know this, but we've done over 100 episodes together. Right. We've probably watched the movie Hook before recording those, probably 80 out of out of 110 or 12 episodes. Yeah. And the only times that we haven't watched it together, you forced us to watch it together was when you watched it before we got on to record. Right. That's right. And I'm, listen, man, I'm proud of you, dude. Seven months. That's a long time. Job. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still get the jitters. I still... You know, yeah, if, huh? if, if we're all sitting around as a family and they're like, hey, what do we want to watch? I'll instinctively scream out hook. <laughs> and and then they're like, and then I'll, just, I'll be like, no, no, I mean, we're not. And we don't have to watch hook. Are, now, the, do the kids still cry when you say that? Are they are they still kind of dealing with it as well? When you're, you know, your yes. hook addiction was like, you know, affecting yes. the family. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. Just 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 saying the name of the title. Yeah. It just brings tears to my family's eyes. You, you can't even go fishing because you can't you can't name what's attached to the end of the line. No, no, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm listening to a catchy song and I'm like, oh, this has got a great Sc- nope. chorus. You got to say chorus. <laughs> it's got a great bridge chorus. Yeah. I mean, the, the football team, you, you can't even say like what to do with the horns, right? You just. Oh, no, no, no. I, that, I <laughs> wouldn't mention it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Hook them horns. No. So I'll even go yeah. all the way and say put your thumb out to, to the side and then put up your index finger and then put up your pinky <laughs> and then put the other fingers down towards your palm. I'll say that. Them horns, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll say them horns. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a hassle, but there's a lot at stake if I don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's enough hurt that's been gone around, so yeah, I, I'm really proud of you, dude. This is this is a huge, a huge step. Thanks, buddy. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, this is, boy, Thursday, this is not a day you're going to celebrate. National Play Monopoly Day. <laughs> yeah, I might as well call that table, like that, that, that day, table flip day, because I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> that game was designed to not be fun. Why would anybody play this game? If watching the movie Hook over and over again doesn't tear your family apart, one game of Monopoly will. That's it. <laughs> it's just one game. And that's it. Well, we can we can tie that in with Friday, which is National Absurdity Day, because anybody who plays Monopoly ever is absurd. <laughs> I agree. And we'll wrap up this week of fantastic celebrations on Saturday with National Red Mitten Day. Hmm, that's like a horror movie clue. It's always like one red mitten left in the snow for like as a clue to the murder. Yep, it sure is. And let's move on to history. I love history. It's one of my favorite things ever. And I'll get us started. In 1867, this week, the first stock ticker debuts. That's really cool, man. And then fast forward almost a century. And in this week in 1965, Craig Breedlove sets the new land speed record at a hair over 600 miles per hour. That's fast, bro. That's fast. And then just a few years later, this week in 1969, soccer legend Pele scores his 1,000th goal. It's a lot of goals, dude, especially for soccer. I didn't even think about that. That is true. All right. Well, let's flash, uh, flash forward, um, you know, about nine years or so. In 1978, there was a mass suicide at Jonestown. That was a hard That was a hard thing, man, to, you know. My dad, I asked him if he watched a documentary on it. He's like, dude, I lived it. I lived when that thing was going on. I don't need to watch documentaries. I was like, damn, dude. Isn't that where Drink the Kool-Aid came from? Absolutely. And the guy didn't even drink his own Kool-Aid. He shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> like most cowards. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Kool-Aid is delicious. It is, it's, it's fruity and delicious. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you fast forward again. Uh, in 1999, 12 die in a bonfire at Texas A&M University. So, I mean, how do you die at a bonfire? Like, did it just get so raucous that somebody threw them in? No, it collapsed. It collapsed while they were building it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, it collapsed in a horrible, like, marshmallow roasting incident. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And there were no marshmallows involved. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of too too close in time to make a joke like that, but I made it nonetheless. So, in just two short years later, in a positive spin, Microsoft releases the Xbox gaming console. Mm, good game console. Absolutely. I just got the new one. It's my Christmas gift. Did you really? Xbox Series X. Yep. Oh, jealous. Count me jealous. Dude, with Game Pass, all the games for like 12 bucks a month, it's unbelievable. You never pay for a video game mm. again, but you have all of them. That's so great. What a time to be alive. All right. Well, the same year, the first Harry Potter film opened in theaters. That was a good movie, dude. Good franchise. I enjoyed it. I love the Harry Potter movies. Me too. Very much so, as a matter of fact. It's a lot of fun. A lot of magic. And I like that. Well, on that note, how about we turn to the news? As long as you play my favorite jingle. Okay, Adam, this one comes out of the archives because... Well, let me ask you this question. Okay. 
obviously you can't do it now, but are you a fan of the buffet? Of course I'm a fan of the buffet. Isn't that one of the one of the most tragic losses of losses to COVID is there's no buffets right now? You know, I would say that in my adult life, I go to buffets less often because they're usually not quite as good as you hope they are. But as a child, the buffet was my like kingdom come, dude. I, I'm so sad about the buffet loss. Yeah, I'm really hoping that buffets make a triumphant return. I need buffets to come back. Uh, dude, okay, if nothing else, like friends over buffet style is a tragic loss. And like no parties and buffets. I'm with you, man. Long live the buffet. Well, this story is out of the archives because it involves the Meteor Buffet in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, yes. <laughs> and let me just tell you a little bit about this magical place. I can't wait to hear this. The Meteor Buffet in Huntsville, Alabama, prides itself on its wide selection of Chinese and seafood, along with oh, along with affordable prices. So it's this oh. massive spread of amazing food, and it's affordable. Oh. I did do a little bit of cursory research. It actually has some really good Yelp reviews. Hmm. And apparently this place has a very enthusiastic, and like really, really enthusiastic and loyal following amongst people in Huntsville. And I, I think it's even a bit on the map where if you're traveling through Huntsville, people know about it and know to stop in there. And so this spread of food features sushi, hibachi, dumplings, and of course, the king of the sea, king crab legs. On the buffet in Alabama? Yes. The Meteor Buffet in Huntsville, Alabama features king crab legs. It's famous for them. What? So do you think it's because people know any better as they pass through or if it's actually really good? Well, I mean, you, you say that, but that's really close to the Gulf. That's true. I mean, just because I remember whenever I first had like, you know, fish at a restaurant that was caught maybe a couple hours ago, my mind was changed uh-huh. as to what real fish was like, you know. So, right. but you're right. That is pretty close to the Gulf. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And for people that don't know, king crab legs, king crabs are huge. Like they're gigantic. Yeah. Like, think of a giant platter that you might put your turkey on, and a king crab would fill up almost that entire platter. They're gigantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So, in any case, the Meteor Buffet is famous for its king crab legs. And so, customers know that they're popular, and they tend to wait in line to grab the crab legs before they run out. So, like in Texas, you do the same thing for barbecue. You start lining up at like 10 o'clock in the morning because they run out of meat it's so popular well here they line up and they wait for the the king crab legs to come out and be put on the buffet but in an incident recently or at least at the time of the story the diners started fighting with each other and pushing each other out of the way so they could grab the crab legs wow i mean that's a good item but that feels a little extreme Basically, a fight broke out over the crab legs. And two of these customers were John Chapman and Chiquita Jenkins, who, get this, each of them grabbed metal tongs and started using them to fence each other during the fight. That's what you want to hear from a buffet fight in Alabama, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what you want. I bet they did a couple of test clicks, you know, before they actually, so they knew that they worked. Click, click, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Chapman and Jenkins were both arrested 
Chapman is facing disorderly conduct, and Jenkins facing third-degree assault. Dang. So this actually breaks the pattern we've experienced in our recent stories, where people have either not been charged or undercharged. In this case, <laughs> that disorderly conduct, that's pretty mild. But she got charged with assault. Yeah. I like this note in the story. It says that when questioned later, the two agreed that their tempers got the best of them. <laughs> okay. So I thought you were going to say, like, got charged with assault and then, like, a $150,000, you know, $50, you know fine or something like that from the buffet but yeah dude like assault is not like a a chump charge (laughs) yeah that's hardcore and would you be surprised to know that this is not the first time that a buffet brawl broke out over crab legs in april 2016 apparently two people got into an altercation which resulted in a cut lip and a broken front tooth (laughs) (laughs) holy cow it says one diner even sprayed pepper spray to break up the fight. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Dude, well, there goes all the crab legs. Now they're all peppery. Peppery sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, now we have none, so no one wins. <laughs> this place is, is famous because if you go there often enough, you'll see a brawl over the crab legs. <laughs> yeah, man, listen, but if that's the rule. And that's the expectation. Somebody gets in front of me, you can just expect a little, like, chin, you know, chin check. Yeah, that's insane. It also says that Chapman and Jenkins both face hundreds of dollars in fines, well above the $10.58 that they were charged for the buffet. Okay, well, now I see why they're fighting for the crab legs. It's only paying like less than $11. Like, there's probably not a lot of king crab in there. Right. (laughs) You got to get your money's worth. All right, Adam. And that brings us to this. Bad news. We don't have time to get to our next story. God. Dude, dang it. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but I will share the headline. Okay. And this one comes from our friend Tiff. Here's the headline. Carjacker on meth abducts man and his pet goat from Missouri adult bookstore. (laughs) So wait, was it the man's pet goat? Carjacker on meth abducts man and his pet goat from Missouri adult bookstore. Okay, so yeah, he would have had to abduct both the man and that man's pet goat. That's from correct. From the adult bookstore. Okay, right. Well, as usual, I have a ton of questions that will not be answered. Yep, sorry. Sorry, but we will make every possible effort to get to that in a future episode. <laughs> God. Man, I want to know about the goat, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know if the goat is okay. Yeah. Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners. Sweet. And when we return, we wrap up today's show. And before that, birthdays. Rod after meals. Today's episode is brought to you by... Arnold Jortzenegger. All the pizzazz of the regular Arnold, but with jorts. Jamie, get in the jorts! Jeans meet shorts meets the governator. It's not a tumor. It's jorts. Arnold Jortzenegger, the thighs of a stallion. I'll be back in jorts. <laughs> you know, I wore jorts for way too long, my friend. Way too long. False. You should still be wearing jorts. I don't disagree. They're practical AF. Heck yeah. I mean, they're no cargo pants. I was going to say, between that and cargo shorts... 
I think both of those things should should be brought back. Yeah, there's there's no substitute for like the it, it limitless possibilities with cargo shorts, but I personally think that people shaming cargo shorts is the reason we have a global pandemic. That tracks. All right, welcome back. For more information about Arnold Schwarzenegger, feel free to check out a 1980s JCPenney catalog. <laughs> it's true. Adam, it's time for birthdays. I love birthdays. Remember back in the day whenever uh, we recorded this with somebody else and they sang a music band even though we already had one? <laughs> I do remember that. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was saying, you know, we have a music band, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before you guess on our show, you should try listening to the show. <laughs> Yeah, even even the release the clowns guys did more like research on their show and they weren't even on it. <laughs> That's right. Well, Adam, I think you're going to share my excitement about the the only birthday that we're going to ask people to celebrate today. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. Today is the 91st birthday of Ed Asner. <sighs> This is getting t- close, man. I mean, happy birthday, Ed Asner. But dang, dude. Yep. More on that later. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And tomorrow is the 52nd birthday of Lisa Bonet. Nice. 52. The big five, too. Well, on Tuesday, we have the 76th birthday of Danny DeVito, who was most recently seen in Jumanji. Rachel McAdams, she turns 42, and Martin Scorsese, the great one himself, turns 78 years old, which is crazy to me. Mm, two legends. Yeah, I feel like Scorsese has like always been old, though. You know, he's kind of one of those guys. Well, on Wednesday, we have Owen Wilson, who turns 52, along with his wow. We have Megan <laughs> Kelly, who turns 50. We have the legendary Kirk Hammett, who turns 58, which is crazy to me. And Damon Wayans Jr., who turns 38. Damon Wayans Jr. is very funny. I don't know if you knew that. I do know that. He's very funny. Well, on Thursday is the 58th birthday of Jodie Foster. Legendary broadcaster Larry King turns 87. And (laughs) Meg Ryan turns 59. I thought Larry King died, but I guess he didn't. You would think so, right? Yeah, yeah. He shares a birthday with Clarice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know, on Friday we have Future, who turns 37. We have the King of the Soup, Joel McHale, who turns 49, and President-elect Joe Biden, who turns 78 years old. And on Saturday, Goldie Hawn, who I love very much, turns 75. Unbelievable. Troy Aikman, Hall of Famer, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, turns 54. Ken Griffey Jr., also a Hall of Famer, turns 51. And Josh Hallmark, if you're listening, Bjork, turns 55. <laughs> Nice. Man, Goldie Hawn is 75? Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, she always just seems like eternally youthful. She's so great. Wow. All right, how about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) Thank you, Clay Groves. We have just one person who was born on this day, but is now dead. Robert Kennedy died in 1968 at the age of 42. Today, he would have been 95. Gone, but not forgotten. Interestingly enough, his brother, John F. Kennedy, made it to age 46. 
So in your face, Robert Kennedy. <laughs> but but we both know that you know John F. Kennedy went on to do great things long past his campaign trail in 1963. Oh yeah. So if you want to hear all the details on that, just listen to our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Adam, certainly you know what that sounder means. Why, yes, I do. It's the sound that indicates the Ed Asner death clock. That's right. Now, Adam, do you have a death clock fun fact for us? Dude, we're getting down to the wire. Uh, I do. I do have a fun fact. So, you know, I like to kind of flesh out the band a little bit. So uh, why don't we why don't we do a little uh, a, a tiny, a tiny sliver of backstory on William Murderface, the bass player? Mm, let's do it. Okay, this is really quick. So, you know, we both know that Murderface is kind of a dick, um, but that may be explained a little bit by, you know, that when Murderface was a baby, Murderface's father killed his wife, who was Murderface's mother, of course, uh, with a chainsaw before turning it upon himself in front of Murderface in a grisly kind of like, you know, murder suicide. And, uh, and, and Murderface believes this happened because he was ugly. So uh, that left him to be raised by his grandparents. Yeah. Wow, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, death clock, man. <laughs> death clock. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> there it is, man. That's yeah, a good story. Well, along with that good story, I have some good news, Adam. Oh. oh okay. Good. I love good news. Some good news. As far as I know, not only is Ed Asner celebrating his 91st birthday today. But there are only three days until Tiff can no longer hold me personally responsible for his death. Dude, how do you feel about that, man? I'm incredibly excited. And, and, on our very next episode, the Ed Asner death clock will have hit zero and I will be completely off the hook. So wait, this is a different one than your addiction to the movie hook. Yes, so this Wednesday, just three days from now, I will be totally off the hook. Yeah, completely, in in every respect. Yes, so I'll be celebrating off the hook this Wednesday, and then we'll we'll make it official on our next episode. That's great, man. That is great. Adam, we have just one more segment before the end of our show. Okay. I'd like to pose this question... If you had to predict, which town is going to have the best sports luck? I had no idea. Well, the answer seems to be wherever Tom Brady is living. Well, he does have quite the jewelry collection of Super Bowl rings. Yes, he does. But did you know that it goes all the way back to when he was in grade school and high school? No, did not know that. Let me explain. So... Going back to when Tom Brady was in grade school and high school, he was in the San Francisco area. And that's when the 49ers won five Super Bowls, the Raiders in Oakland won one Super Bowl, and the Oakland A's won a World Series. Wow. When he moved to Michigan to go to college for four years, the Red Wings won three Stanley Cups, and the Wolverines won a national title with him as quarterback. After that, he of course moved to Boston, 
And over a 20-year period, the Patriots won six Super Bowls, the Red Sox broke their curse and won four World Series, and the Bruins and Celtics each won a championship. But wait, I'm not done. (laughs) Now he lives in Tampa, and the Tampa Bay Lightning just skated the Stanley Cup. The Rays were runners-up in the World Series, and Tom Brady has led the Buccaneers to a 6-3 record, which is good for second place in their division. Everywhere Tom Brady goes, that town is showered with championships. He's the he's the Midas player, dude. That's ridiculous. Is anyone willing to bet against the Buccaneers now, <laughs> given that track record that goes back <laughs> 30 years? Not if you're a smart person. Yeah, no kidding. So apparently he just has to live in a place and all the teams in that town start winning. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. All right, well, Adam, that brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today. Boo. How about some brief credits before we go? Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Find us on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. The number for the hotline is 214-531-3936. We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Rude for our custom logo. For my pal, Laura Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Have a great week. Come on back and give us a check out. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Gone but not forgotten.